Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time we gather for a spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. If you are passionate about healing, peace, and spiritual awakening, circle work is a practice that you should know about. Jalaja Bonheim joins me on today's show to talk about this international movement of women gathering in circles to heal and empower themselves. Are you ready to meet her? Jala Jabonheim, Ph.D., founder of the Institute for Circle Work, is an internationally acclaimed speaker and award-winning author who mentors women worldwide and has trained hundreds of circle leaders, gathering special acclaim for her groundbreaking work in the Middle East, where her circles unite Jewish and Palestinian women. She's the author of many books, including Aphrodite's Daughters, Women's Sexual Stories and the Journey of the Soul, and The Sacred Ego, Making Peace with Ourselves and Our World, which won the Nautilus Award for Best Book of 2015. You can find out more about Jalaja and her work at magicofcirclework.com. Jalaja, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen. I'm delighted to be back. Thank you for coming back. You, in this work, you travel all over the world and you put yourself in uncomfortable situations in order to do this work. And it feels to me from having talked to you a few times like you do that with great passion, great joy. What called you to this path? Why do you do this? Well, when you say uncomfortable situations, you know, I immediately think of a woman who is giving birth, you know, because (laughs) what could be more uncomfortable than that? And yet it's such a sacred process. And that's how I feel about the circle. The circle is not always comfortable, although most of the time it is, it is just a wonderful experience, but there is a birthing that is happening. And for me, you know, just having the opportunity to bear witness to women as they step into their true selves is the best thing I can imagine. And it is completely worth any trace of discomfort that, that could be associated with it. What is circle work? Well, I describe it as the art of gathering in circles in order to co-create sacred space. I also sometimes say that we are co-creating fields of love that are powerful enough to heal us and our communities as well. That's beautiful. That I'm a big believer that the changes that we make in ourselves lead to changes in the world. And if we're thinking about things being born, it's, that's a beautiful idea that in that circle, what we bring to birth there can go out and change the world. And it totally does. I see that in women's lives every day. I see that they come back from the circle and their lives begin to change. Their relationships change. Their work changes. Um, it's, it's really extraordinary to see how each woman finds the right path for her. So the type of change that happens is never predictable because it is so unique to each woman's situation. But one thing is certain, she's going to come away 
and be more aligned with herself, with her true spirit. And of course, that's going to ripple out into all parts of her life. We're at a time, I feel, when a sense of isolation, maybe a sense of rootlessness, seems to be affecting a lot of people, a lot of the women who I connect with in my work. There's a hunger for connection and yet a distrust, I think, of connection when it appears because nothing is as it appears to be. What? How does circle work speak into that? Because you can call me to the circle, but I might not trust myself enough to move or participate or be in the circle. Yeah, if a woman comes to the circle, first of all, she has complete permission to do or not do exactly what she wants. So there is never any kind of pressure. And some women really do need to come and witness first and make sure that they really feel safe. But as we witness other women coming out and being so authentic and so real, it really gives us courage because we have that longing. We want it, you know, and we, when we see other women doing it, we go, oh, maybe I could do that too. And I, I so agree with you that there is this sense of isolation. We, we might be around people all day long, but the women that I work with, they are craving uh, a deeper kind of a connection, a connection that is more authentic and more intimate and more, I'd say, soul-based rather than ego-based. And yes, it takes some courage to say, I'm going to open to this. But once a woman has experienced that, she realizes that this is something that she is so hungry for. And I see that over and over again in women, that they come with this trepidation and am I going to be judged? Am I going to feel safe? And then once they experience that field of love, it changes everything. Now, in in the new book, The Magic of Circle Work, you talk about the power of the circle also as an image. It's that classic symbol of oneness or of something without end, but you also talk about the circle as a mandala. Can you speak into that a little bit? That's so interesting to me. Mm, yeah. You know, there's a lot of groups that gather in a circle just because they can see each other or it is just sort of the fashionable thing to do. But in circle work, we're always approaching the circle as a sacred medicine. And that is really how people throughout the ages have, have seen the circle. There is something about the circle that leads us back to ourselves, that reminds us of our own wholeness and our own sacredness. So you might say that in circle work, our intention is to actually embody the mandala. So we're not just sitting in a circle, but we're asking ourselves, what will it take for me to embody that centeredness, that sense of sacredness, of wholeness, of oneness that the circle represents? And I often feel that the circle is 
not just this geometric form. It's almost like, to me, it is a spiritual guide, a spiritual teacher. And the more I work with it, the more amazed I am at the power that the circle has to affect us. And even people who come to the circle who've never experienced it or who have never really studied mandalas, they feel it. It's like our bodies respond to it. There's just this sort of sigh of relief and this sense of, oh my God, I'm home. I'm, I can relax here. When, when you are talking about circle work, do most women, I know there are a lot of examples in the book of women who've come and it was a, a retreat, for example, that went several days. Do people experience work, can, circle work in little bursts or is it always over several days? No, there is no set format. It could be just an hour. Um, it really depends on whether it's an ongoing circle or a one-time retreat or a training a lot of women um, gather in circles, let's say, every two weeks or sometimes once a month for a couple of hours. Um, so the format really depends on what is the intention of the circle, who is coming. Um, there is no set format at all. And it makes it accessible in that way. You could take these principles, these ideas of holding the circle, and apply it to just about anything. You talk in the book about it being used for resolving conflict, for uh, activism, for healing of the physical and mental bodies. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I always say to the women when they come to the training that my intention is not to train them necessarily to do the same kind of circles that I do, but to find their own way of applying this circle medicine so, you know, one woman might be a yoga teacher and she wants to bring it into her yoga classes or another might be working in schools or in hospitals or with veterans. And I mean, the, the applications are endless. And when you think about the way that our society is changing, there is such a need for connection and so many of the old ways in which people connected are no longer working. Like a lot of people don't have families or their families are far away. Um, so we really need these tools that are, on the one hand, very, very ancient. And on the other hand, the way that we are using them is specifically designed to address our needs in the 21st century. You've been doing this for, I think, more than 30 years. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you I hate to say <laughs> Do you have any idea how many circles you have, how many through people you've trained? And do you have any idea how many circles are in the world because of what you're doing? You know, I really don't. I feel like I'm scattering seeds and I've scattered thousands of seeds. And some, I, you know, just the other day, a woman contacted me who I had not heard from in 18 years. And she was in a training that I did that was in California. And it turns out this training completely changed her life. And she has been leading circles ever since. So I don't really keep track of it. Um, but I trust that um, this work is growing, and I see that it is growing, and I see how it is needed, 
how hungry women are for it. So um, even though I'm, I'm not a statistically inclined person, so I don't really keep track, um, but I know that I must have done thousands of circles. Well, and just as we were talking about that, what we bring to birth in the circle heals our hearts and helps us then heal the heart of the world. Sometimes when you're scattering those seeds, you don't always know what good growth comes from them. So maybe we'll leave it at squillions. Maybe the answer is squillions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> squillions of circles. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Jala Jabonheim. Her new book is The Magic of Circle Work, the practice women around the world are using to heal and empower themselves. You can find out more about Jalaja and her work at magicofcirclework.com. There are wonderful stories in the book of women moving through grief, moving through joy in the circles. Can you share a story of someone who's, who received healing through the circle and let us know how that happened? Oh my God, there are so many, so many stories I could tell you. There's um, one story I love a lot that is in the book. It relates to clothing. And it's the story of a woman who was a corporate lawyer. And then she gave that up and she came to the circle and she was from the Midwest. And she talks about how when she came to the circle, she noticed that these women were wearing skirts and flamboyant colors. And she is a fat woman. And so she always felt like, well, I have to, in a sense, hide in my clothing, and I have to wear navy blue and black. And after a while, she was looking around the circle and realizing that the women there really loved her for who she was. And she started saying to herself, you know, if I'm going to be fat, I might as well be fat in red or pink <laughs> if it looks, makes me feel good. And so she went through this complete transformation piece by piece. And it really was not about the clothing. It was really about her discovering that she had permission to show up and be visible. And she really claimed her voice. And, you know, today this woman is a, such a strong advocate in her community. She's a community leader. She has a strong voice. She still wears flamboyant clothing. And... She just talks about the, the way the women looked at her with so much love and so much acceptance really liberated her from that sense that she should hide, she should be small, she should be invisible, and allowed her to become the big woman that she truly is. So that's just one example, and I could really, I could tell you hundreds of stories um, it, it looks different for each woman, but it's always a miracle to witness. Well, and it sounds like for her, she received those changes and then was able to take them out into the world. They, they stuck, right? The healing that happened in the circle or that opening for her, it stayed with her. What are some ways that we could in our day-to-day -day lives keep some of the practices of the circle alive, even when we're not in the circle? Yeah, that's such a good question because, you know, initially women think, oh, I'm going to go to the circle and it's this workshop. 
And then they realize, no, it's not a workshop. It's a spiritual practice. And like any spiritual practice, you repeat it, you repeat it until eventually the women who've been working with me for years, they say, you know, I feel like the circle goes with me wherever I go. I feel like I really am embodying that mandala. But as we get to that point, there are certain steps that I really would encourage every woman to take, even if she never comes to a circle. When you think about what happens in circle work, one of the things we do invariably is we slow down. And so many times women come to the circle with these busy, busy, busy minds because we're all doing way too much and running way too fast. So I would really encourage a woman to sit down, even if it's just for five minutes, and to imagine that she is sitting in a circle of people who love her. You know, they might be dead or alive, they might be her friends, they might be ancestors, but to really feel that she is held in a circle of love and that this is a place where just for a few minutes she can really rest, she can stop trying to figure everything out, she can really just allow herself to be, even for a brief moment, just Simple things like that can make a huge difference in our day. I'm a big nut about daily spiritual practice, I bet you know. And I know that sometimes we long for that quiet, that sacred space, taking the five minutes out, and we just don't do it. We Mm. don't allow ourselves to do it. We rush past it. And so we're reaching for that sacred space, and then we prevent ourselves. Why is that? Why do we do that? I think that we are addicts. I really do. I think, you know, if someone is, let's say someone is an alcoholic, their first step to healing is to acknowledge, I have an addiction here. And I think that collectively, we have an addiction to thinking and doing. And it's an addiction that society really nurtures in us. And even from a young age, children are rewarded for being able to think fast and do a lot. And so, because this is an addiction that we don't even recognize as an addiction, you know, our mind is saying to us, you don't have time. This is, this is a waste of time, just being. You know, you could be writing these emails in that time. And so, we don't realize that we are actually acting out of an addictive pattern. And when we do allow ourselves to stop, we are faced with whatever is happening within us. And that too can be scary. You know, we we stop running away from our anxiety, from our anger, from our fear, whatever is happening inside. So that is partly why I think it is so helpful to have a circle, you know, to have that support of a community, a sisterhood, of people who are really committed to taking that space and to nurturing their souls so that we get reminded in that space of how good it feels 
And next time we go home, we're just a little more likely to say, hmm, yes, I realize my mind is is whipping me into action, and I know that this is an addiction. And so I'm going to think of my sisters. I'm going to feel their support. I'm going to be conscious of the fact that to the extent that I can take good care of myself, I'm giving others permission to do the same. You know, so then at this point, this daily practice is not just something I'm doing for myself. I'm doing it because I realize that there is a global movement of people who realize the unhealthiness of the way that we're living and are saying we are committing to a different way, a way that is more aligned with the soul, more aligned with nature, more aligned with the body. For listeners who want to be part of that global movement and who are interested in learning more about how to facilitate circles, this book, The Magic of Circle Work, is not about how to facilitate the circles, but you have resources for that too. Yes, there is a second book um, which was published by the Institute for Circle Work, which is the nonprofit organization that also offers scholarships to help women come to the training. And that book is called The Circle Work Training Manual. And that is specifically for facilitators. And it's chock full of exercises and practices and troubleshooting and everything you can imagine that you might need in order to start facilitating a circle. And I know that you also offer retreats. So I think there's one in June where we can come and be in a circle with you. Oh, I would invite every woman who really wants to experience this. And I I called it the magic of circle work because it really is magical. It's, It's a very sacred very intimate and very magical process. And we meet in a place that is surrounded by 360 acres of gorgeous land. So the land itself is very sacred and it really supports this process of our coming home to our own self and our wholeness. So I would invite any woman who is curious about circle work. It's a great way to get your feet wet and try it out. Wonderful. And information about all those things, I'm assuming, is available at magicofcirclework.com. Yes, and from there they can link to the Institute for Circle Work if they're interested in training. They can also link to my website and find out about other books and so on. It's all there. What's next for you? What are you up to? Well, I... You know, I wrote this book out of my passion for circle work, but in some way that passion keeps growing stronger. (laughs) And um, the more I speak with women about it, especially with the Me Too movement and the young people who are speaking out against gun violence, I just see how, what, what an extraordinary tool the circle really is. And so I am really committed to helping people apply this tool in ways that that are healing to them and to their communities. Beautiful. Thank you so much for 
being on the show. It's always wonderful to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. That is Jalaja Bonheim. Her new book is The Magic of Circle Work, the practice women around the world are using to heal and empower themselves. You can find out more about Jalaja and her work, all those the squillions of circles, at magicofcirclework.com. Also check out the Institute for Circle Work. There's uh, retreats and there's all kinds of good stuff happening there. That's at magicofcirclework.com. And of course, you're always welcome to check in with me at my website, which is karenhager.com. You can book a private session with me if you're so inclined. You can also find out about upcoming classes and events. That's all at karenhager.com. And if you believe, as I do, that when we put our collective intention on peace, that when we desire, intend, and take action for change, that change must necessarily happen in the world. I invite you to join me on the first Sunday of every month for Opening the Peaceful Heart, A Call for Love. That's a free 15-minute guided meditation call where people from all over the world join. That's our kind of circle where we join to set a collective intention for peace in our hearts and peace in the world. You can get more information about that free offering at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.